we are in, uh, some of you know this, some of you may not, don't feel like you walked in in the middle of it if it's your first Sunday because that's not how we do things around here. Each, each Sunday stands on its own. But uh, we have been on a series of uh, talks, messages, through what is commonly known in, in many places as the fruit of the Spirit. It's really pretty, pretty simple stuff. Two great verses in the New Testament, the New Testament book of Galatians. And uh, it's, it's simple. It goes like this. When the Holy Spirit controls our lives... He will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Here we are. Goodness. Yet to come, faithfulness, gentleness. May need somebody else to speak on that one. And self-control. Um, on the gentleness part. Um, anyway, uh, goodness. What does that mean? And how does it work? It's important that you know this. I've said this um, I think probably every message, but uh, I'll say it again, and that is these are, these are qualities and these are characteristics that you can't gain by strength of determination of your will. You can't just say, I'm going to be more kind, I'm going to be more good or have more goodness. These are byproducts of something else, and that is of God, the Holy Spirit, working inside of your life, inside of your heart and mind. They're byproducts. There are, because we have certain inclinations, certain ones of these things that might be a little, little easier than others because we all have different temperaments and all different personalities. But these are not personality traits nonetheless. These are things, and some will be more challenging than others, that will only be there on a consistent basis, consistent basis, as we trust God to work inwardly in us. It's important to say that and it's important to understand. Here's what I'm going to do. I want to talk about goodness and what it is. I want to take you to the Scriptures and show you some different verses that talk about that then. And then I'm going to show you probably one of the greatest, I think, one of the greatest, this is, I don't know if you can say this, but one of the greatest quotes ever from C.S. Lewis. And I'm a huge C.S. Lewis fan and he says, has written many, many good things. So that may be a bit of an overstatement. But then I'm going to show you that and just talk about this just for a minute. All right, so that's what we're doing. Let's jump into this thing. What is it? What does goodness mean anyway? What is it talking about here? Um, one Bible translated, the, the, the Message Bible actually, the one we gave the, the uh, seniors. A conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. Goodness is, is just that conviction. That a basic holiness permeates things and people. Basically, you could put it this way. It means you don't abuse people or stuff. Most of us understand the people part, but you can abuse, you know, it's a very bad quality to people abusing things. Sometimes it's uh, for various reasons. But that's, you know, whether we're talking about abusing people, animals, or, or stuff, it's not a good quality. So when we talk about goodness from the scriptural standpoint, it's talking about just a basic conviction and, and a, a, that a basic holiness permeates things and people. You, you treat things, you treat people with respect. Obviously, there's a difference between people and things. But you still treat them both with a degree of respect. And, 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 and you know, you're grateful for the stuff, you're grateful for the people, but you're to honor people. And Jesus tells us that's the second most important commandment. Love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Pretty, pretty basic, pretty simple. A couple of commentaries put it this way. God, goodness is an uprightness of soul that abhors the evil, a clean out, excuse me, a clean cut honesty of motive and conduct. 
So goodness has to do with a, a, a clean-cut motive and, 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 and conduct. That's goodness. Um, another Bible commentary says this, It may be thought of both as an uprightness of soul and as an action, reaching out to others to do good even when it is not deserved. One writer said, kindness needs, and kindness is the quality before this, as as we read a moment ago in in Galatians, one writer said, kindness needs to be based on a certain wholesomeness, and that is goodness. Kindness is based on goodness, having a good heart. Okay? Now, let me make a couple statements about this, and just, I just want to jump into some of the things from the Bible, because I think it even becomes more self-explanatory when we see it from the Bible. Um, Some things... And this, this is, I'm going to make a statement here in just a moment. I'm going to do one of those things that I do sometimes. I kind of, I kind of qualify it before I say it, try to prepare you for it because it's not going to sit well with some of you. But uh, just, so just, you know, kind of hang on here for just a moment and don't tune me out if you don't like what I'm about to say, but just, just hang with me. Um, One of the things that we need to understand is this. Basically, none of us are good people. We're just not. We weren't born that way. Let me show you something. If, if, now, just take, hang with me, because some of you are like, see some of the wheel, I see some smoke coming out of some ears, because you're, you're like, okay, I'm not sure I agree with that. Basically, we're not good people. That's why Jesus came, by the way, to cure that inwardly, all right? Now, so let me, let me show you this. Let me show you this. First of all, this is in Psalm 51. This is David talking. For I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty from the heart so you can teach me to be wise in my inmost being. This is, his, this is his prayer. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Now, here's my point. And you need to stop. Just think about this for a moment. We're, you say we're basically not good people. No, we desperately need that, that self Centeredness cured. Think about this. We're not good people. We can, be, we can be petty. We can be selfish. We can be strictly concerned about me and mine and be very upset about something if it upsets me, or if, it, if it messes with me and mine, but not so upset if it doesn't affect me or mine. Think about this. When, when, those of you who have kids, if you don't, you can relate to this. Did you have to teach your kids to lie? Okay, kid, now you need to learn how to lie. It's the next lesson. You're three years old. Now you need to learn how to lie. Didn't have to do that, did we? Did you have to teach your kids share? Did you have to teach your kids, now don't be selfish. You know, just think about those things that you teach children. Why is that? Well, it's because they're sinners too. They're little sinners, you know. They are. Two sinners get married, and then the third one comes along. Man, dog. <laughs> Crap breaks loose, man. It's tough, you know? It's tough. And, and we see it. And, and, and sometimes, you know, it's so funny because it's like um, I was with my grands, two, my, my two, I only have two, two grandsons this week, and it was great to be with them and, and so forth. But I, I had them one night by, by myself. And, uh, you know, for the. It, it, you know, this being a father stuff, you know, that I'm, I'm done that time, baby. I'm done. Um, started copying an attitude on me. I said, hey, don't, uh, don't do that. He said, All right, hey, hey, you, don't, you can't tell me what to do. I said, oh, yeah? 
And I still know the pressure points right here, you know? I still know those. And I'm not afraid to use them. Now, if you call that abuse, I'm sorry, it's not abuse. You don't, it's not abuse until they start crying. But, um, so I just, we were in a restaurant, so I couldn't do my, put my, little, my hand up there. I just said, you're going to behave, aren't you? He said, yeah, yeah, granddad, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you could do that. I said, yeah, I can do that. Anyway, it's just, it's, you just have to teach them. You know, it's just one of those things and, and, and so forth. Whatever method works best. Seemingly with boys, it usually is pain, but that, that's not always the case. I don't want to go there too far. Okay? We got to be careful with that, obviously, because we need, we need to have that restrained and not get crazy. Um, but but it, you just see this whole thing again. Children need to be taught. Okay? They need to be taught not to be selfish. You know, that you don't lie, and, that you, and you do this thing called sharing. You do that. Okay? So, so here you go with it, and, and that's what he's saying here. So when you understand that, you can see why God says one of the things that's going to happen in your life when you trust Christ is you, you're going to have a degree of goodness. You know, there's gonna, there's gonna, and, and that's going to develop. Now, now stay with me on that, and I want to show you. I'm going to show you how this all works. By the way, I've got to, I've got to adjust my... I, I've been warned today that Charlie, one of our singers, some of most of you know Charlie up here, his mother's with us today. Where, where's your mom? Raise, raise your hand, mom, right there. He told me she's from Texas, and I have to say Jesus a lot and say it, Jesus. Okay? So there we go. So if I say Jesus, you know, and I'm just doing that for... for it makes her feel at home. We want to do that. We like doing that, all right? So we'll get that down. Make it into three or four syllables. Here we go. Um, uh, we love you, mom. All right? So let's do this thing. Here we go. Romans 14 says this, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink. Isn't that interesting? But of living a life of goodness. Here it is. This, this conviction, basic holiness permeates things and people. Right? Living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. They're talking about goodness. I'm fully convinced, dear brothers and sisters, another one, Romans, that you are full of goodness. You know these things so well that you're able to teach others about them. Full of goodness. Because you're, you're, following, you're following Jesus. You're following Christ. Christ has come into your life. Now watch this. Watch. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, watch this one, man. This is great. I no longer count on my own goodness or my ability to obey God's law, but I trust Christ to save me. For God's way of making us right with Himself Depends on faith. Isn't that good? That's really good stuff. My, I, don't, I don't count on my own goodness or my own ability. But I trust Christ to work in my life. That's what we're talking about with goodness, you know? Something supernatural, really unnatural in some ways that comes into my life because I have a certain basic reverence or just as is, is the... the Words of that other Bible, message Bible, a basic holiness that permeates things and people. Be treat, treating the life with more respect, just in general. Okay, now here's one. Let me give you a little, a little explanation on this one. Um, many times when we read this in the Bible, people get all upset because it talks about being chosen. And they say, well, did I have, you have a will, Okay. I understand that, but sometimes it says you're a chosen. Is that are you chosen because you chose? Well, we can get all we can get all turned around with that whole thing. Don't get all hung up on it. All you need to know is that if you're if you have made a decision or are thinking about making a decision to follow Christ, then then you're chosen. You know, at the end of the day, whether that's does that mean you don't have a free will? Doesn't mean that at all. 
So don't get too crazy. You're going to see that in just a minute. But now watch this verse because this is, this is another one from Peter, 1 Peter, New Testament. But you are not like that. Watch this. For you are a chosen people. You are a kingdom, watch this, a kingdom of priests, God's holy nation, His very own possession. This is so you can show others the goodness of God, for He called you out of the darkness into His wonderful light. Now, did you grasp the full force of that verse? Look what he says. You are a kingdom of priests. You say, what does that mean? I know a priest. You know, and he's down at such and such church. Um, some people, you know, some people, it's funny, I've mentioned it, some people still, who have a Catholic background, still refer to me as the priest, and I don't correct them, I don't really care, you know, um, but, you know, because it's, a, what they call it, pastor, or priest, or, hey, you, that doesn't matter, so, but you're a priest too, this was one of the big deals in the Reformation, folks, the priesthood of the believer, the Bible teaches that each one of us are priests, and you say, and, and some of you have done this, will you pray for me? I'm happy to pray for you. I'm honored to pray for you. If you ask me, uh, you send me a note or say something to me about uh, you, you, need, you need prayer, I'll, I'll do that. You need to understand, my prayers don't mean any more than your prayers. You can pray for yourself. Now, it's nice, and the Bible teaches that it's great to have more than one person praying for a particular thing just because it's a good thing for us to do. So I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't say, hey, would you pray for me? But what I'm trying to say is, one prayers, one person's prayers aren't any more important than the pastor or whoever else it might be. You are a priest. You are the person. You have the ability. To, a priest is a person who has the ability to come before God. You have that ability. Every one of us have that ability to come before God. That's why Jesus came. Jesus, excuse me. That's why Jesus came, okay? Um, he came so that we could all have the ability to come to God. So we're all priests. And people get all hung up on this and, and they get through that whole thing in particular if they come out of the, you know, type, you know, Catholic or some other kinds of churches that, that teach this whole thing. You know, and it's just, it's just not in the Bible, okay? So I, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to be critical. But, and if you're offended, get over it. It's just one of those deals. Okay, you're, you're a priest. We're all priests. That's just part of, part of the thing that happens. And that's, a, that's really a neat thing because now, and the Bible says this in a number of different places, we have the ability to come before God at any moment. And that's what he's saying here. He says, you are a chosen people. You are a kingdom of priests, God's holy nation, his very own possession. This is, uh, don't miss this part right here. This is so you can show others. This is so you can show others the goodness of God. That's pretty amazing. So you can really be an instrument of God and his blessing. Um, it's a great verse. Next verse. Last one. Let me show you one more. As we know Jesus better, His divine power gives us everything we need for living a godly life. He's called us to receive His own glory and goodness. There it is again. His own goodness. All right. Let's stop a minute. What does that mean? This is goodness. This is what it is. is this, are you saying you want us to be good people. Mm, yeah, sure, that's a good thing. But that's not what the Bible's teaching is that we are to be good because of the inner workings of God, the Holy Spirit. There's a certain goodness that will permeate our lives. This is, a, this is, a, this is just a Hall of Fame quote, in my view, of C.S. Lewis. If you don't know who he is, 
Chronicles of Narnia and some other, some other, several books. Great writer of the uh, 1900s, early, uh, early night, well, mid 1900s, um, and uh, wrote Mere Christianity. And uh, this comes from that book, Mere Christianity. And this is ju- this just says it all. I just couldn't say it any better. It's kind of long, so hang in there with me. And we're going to take a break in the middle, okay? But but that's okay. So 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 watch this. Here we go. Uh, I've used this a few times. Um, I don't think I've used it on, according to my files. I haven't used it on Sunday morning. But I've, some of you, if you've been around here a while, you may have heard me use this before. Niceness, wholesome, integrated personality is an excellent thing. We must try by every medical, economical, excuse me, educational, economical, and political means in our power to produce a world where as many people as possible grow up nice, just as we must try to produce a world where all have plenty to eat. But we must not suppose that even if we succeeded in making everyone nice, we should have saved their souls. A world of nice people, content in their own niceness, looking no further, turned away from God, would be just as desperately in need of salvation as a miserable world and might even be more difficult to save. Let's take a break there. I just spent four days in the South, um, three in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, where my son and his partner have a business, which is just amazing, and uh, another day in uh, Birmingham, where my wife's mother lives. And I, I used to live in the South. Some of you know that. The first church I pastored was in, was in the South. And it didn't hit me. I'm, God, everybody is so nice. I mean, I'm in Southern Mississippi walking around just do, doing a walk. Like, hey, hi. Hi, you know, old, young, ugly, pretty, you know, male, female, doesn't matter. Hi, how are you? It's just, it's, um, it's great. I mean, it's everywhere you go. People, hi there. Everybody makes eye like, hi. You know, you go in the store, hey, how you doing? What can we do for you? It's just like, wow, you know, here I am, Mr. Nice Guy of the World, at least in New Jersey, thinking, man, I'm like, I'm blown away by this. I mean, to the point of almost, you know, getting a little sick of it at times. And then, you know, it's just like, this just hitting me over the head. So is that what we want? Is that my goal as a minister to try to get, okay, I'm going to start right here in the opera house and we're going to make a bunch of nice people. We're going to go out and make New Jersey nice. Even I don't have that ambition, okay? Uh, <laughs> um, that's not the point here. Now, and, and granted, culturally, you, can, you make your choices where you like and what you do and so forth, and, and that's fine, and, and, and that's not the point. Because, but what I want you to see here, that's not necessarily the message of Christ. That's what C.S. Lewis is getting at here. Finish this, finish this quote. For mere improvement is not redemption. Though redemption always improves people, even here and now, and will in the end improve them to a degree we cannot yet imagine. God became man to turn creatures into sons, not simply to produce better men of the old kind, but to produce a new kind of man. I just want to say, yeah, that's it. That's it. See, it is the redemptive nature of God, touching a person's soul and heart that changes them inwardly and eventually outwardly. That gives them a new and almost an almost unnatural kind of goodness. It's the redemptive nature of God at work inwardly in a person. It's this basic conviction that a, that, that a basic holiness permeates things and people. That's what that is. Now, there's something, I, I want to add just one last wrinkle. Real quick, and, I, and, and this is something that I haven't done in this series yet. Some things I have repeated, some things I haven't, this thing I haven't at all. 
Because there are times when you will feel that goodness better than other times, just like you will feel kindness and love and joy and peace and patience better at some time. So what is that? How come that happens? There is this term in the Scripture, in the Bible, called quenching the Spirit. And what we can do sometimes as believers, we all have a will. We all have choices daily, more than daily. And, and when the, this whole thing of the fruit of the Spirit, it's still a choice to allow God to work in your heart and in your life. Let me show you this one last thing from, uh, from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Here it is. Do not quench the Spirit. And what he's, what he's saying is, don't quench, don't re- restrain the Spirit of God working in you. That happens when we allow other stuff to get into our lives. We start getting sidetracked. We start getting maybe having a pity party. We start getting having selfishness sink in. We start getting upset because of what somebody did to us. We start getting all kinds. Then we start thinking about us instead of, instead of allowing God, the Holy Spirit, to, to, to really rule or to really take over in my life and in my heart. So that's something, there, there's still a choice here, and I want you to see that. And I have that choice every week. No, wait a minute. I have that choice every day. No, wait a minute. I have that choice every moment. And you do. We all do. As to whether or not we're going to quench God's Spirit working in us. Let's pray and then I'm going to conclude just with some closing thoughts after that. God, thank you for these truths. Thank you for Jesus who lived came and lived, suffered and died and rose again to give us the ability to have a relationship with you and to be able to experience what it means to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness. God, I pray that we would have your heart and in your mind in all that we do as we think through these things. I pray for each person here, whatever might be going on in their life, whatever wherever they are in the journey of, of faith, just that you would... That, you, that they would be able to think through these, maybe even pray through some of these issues in their own lives, in their own way. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.